You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, all right, John, you want to do some mailbag questions here? For real. <laughs> okay. Um, you kind of touched on this, so I'll, I'll ask it again, but just... Uh, Bruno in downtown says, where does today stack up in, quote, best days in franchise history on that list? Um, You mentioned a few of them, but mention them again, John. You know, Kubiak drafting Deshaun. Where does it where does it stack up for you? Well, the all time great will be when they got the franchise. Yeah, can be there. That'll always be number one. When they won that game over the Cowboys, that was Mm -hmm. that was unbelievable opener. When they hired Gary Kubiak, two Super Bowl rings. Miko doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Kubiak from here, he came back. It was a huge event. Yeah. Now, D'Amico's right there with those four, and if all goes according to plan, he could end up being number two to uh, to getting the franchise. And D'Amico has – it's amazing to me, looking on social media, all the people weighing in uh, that don't have a dog in the hunt, but weighing in on how much – respect they have for D'Amico Ryans and what a great move it is by the Texans. And after being so negative for so long, you know, he got rid of Jack Easterby. Bill O'Brien was fired. Sean Watson was traded. And now it's like the, I can imagine how happy the McNair family is to see everybody's reaction to this decision. It's a real credibility booster for the organization. There's no, no doubt about that. All right, Chris in the ATL says, um, absolutely pumped for the D'Amico hire, excited for the introductory introductory press conference, as I believe it sets the tone for the expectations with the fan base. So my question is, what message can D'Amico deliver to show that he's not just the exciting and nostalgic choice, but the coach that will make the changes necessary to build a winning franchise? In other words, John, what do you want to hear from D'Amico along the lines of culture or team building or roster building at that press conference on Thursday. He's known two organizations. He was the second pick in the greatest draft in Texans history. He was there for the first division championship, the first playoff victory. And uh, the reason he was traded is Wade Phillips didn't think, you know, he was a four, three guy that he was a three, four fit. And uh, so I want to know, um, how important the what he does on defense, if he's going to call the plays or if he's going to hire another coordinator. And he's not going to tell us who his offensive coordinator is going to be unless they hire somebody really quick. But what does he want in an offensive coordinator? I'm assuming it's somebody he's coached with or he knows. And uh, there's a lot of intriguing possibilities. And um, so those are the things I want to know. When he talks, he's going to talk very well about passion, about Houston, about family, the community, and and the kind of players he wants. And they all basically say that. 
but he'll talk about, you know, his relationship that he'll build with Casario. And so um, mainly if it was just one thing, I'd want to know about the offense considering it was so awful yeah. this past season. Yep. Well, along those lines, John, you just mentioned defensive coordinator. Will D'Amico call the defense? Alfredo in spring asked that question. He said, with the hiring of D'Amico, do you all think he's going to call the defensive plays or he's going to hire a defensive coordinator? I'll say this, John. I saw reports yesterday of at least two two coaches, two assistant coaches, that, and the names escaped me. I know one was Manuel from the Jets. The other one was somebody off of Shanahan's staff that coaches the secondary. Last name begins with a U. I don't remember the full name. But they, they've reportedly been requested to interview for the defensive coordinator position with the Texans. So it sounds like he's going to have somebody that at least in name is a D.C. on the staff, unlike Lovey Smith last year. Yeah, Lovey said that he would have hired a defensive coordinator. We all assumed it had been his son, Miles. And eventually they all turn over the play calling. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan still does it. Seventh year now since he took the job in San Francisco. I'm guessing the first year D'Amico's going to do it, and then he'll lead the offense up to his new coordinator. And Bobby Slowick, the son of a longtime defensive coordinator, he's 35. He was with Shanahan in Washington, and he's been with Shanahan and D'Amico every year since 2017. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows knows him in that organization. They think he's an up-and-comer. Maybe D'Amico's going to turn over the offense to him. They mentioned Troy Walters, who's not been a coordinator in the NFL, but did on co- in college. He's been he's a receivers coach for the Bengals. I just want it to be somebody that will not make Rex bleeping Burkhead touch <laughs> the ball one bleeping time. Yeah, no, he's got to go for sure. Um, not not in a Sopranos way. He's got to go. We don't need to kill him off, but he just needs to leave Houston. That's all. You know, a lot of times when they say he's got to go, that means yeah. he's dead on the Sopranos. I, I believe, Sean, that Burkhead will end up being a running backs coach, and I think he'd be a damn good one. I'd with the, t- with the Texans or somewhere else? Oh, I don't know. I'm just talking about yeah. somewhere else. He just seems like coach type. Oh, yeah. No, we John, you know, we've interviewed Damian Pierce on the postgame show a few times, and he gushes about Burkhead as a – the fact he calls him that he says he's basically a coach, you know, in uniform. Um, so he's got that reference, which is which holds a lot of water in Houston. People love Damian Pierce. Um, all right, John, we're getting a lot of these. I'll I'll just read the one from Matthew uh, Cavazos. It says my question is for both of you: um, Which side of the ball wins games, defense or offense? And if that's the case, does your answer? If do you think uh, do you think D'Amico's hire affects the number two pick in the draft in any sort of way? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact he'll agree they need a quarterback, and I'm guessing the 12th pick, who I thought would be a receiver, now I think will be a lineman, a tackler, and end, the best one on the board, because they had three number one picks in their defensive line in San Francisco, none in uh, the rest of the defense. So I feel strongly it will no longer be a receiver. And I'm sure he'd love to have Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter with that pick, but then they wouldn't be in a position to get another quarterback, you wouldn't think, yep. to be among the three worst teams in the league next year. So um, I think that uh, he'll have – one of the things I loved about his defense, they were the best tackling team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Texas may have been the worst. We won't see players taking bad angles, not wrapping up. If you watch those Niners, those guys hit. They hit hard. 
didn't give up a lot of yards after the catch. So I'm fired up to see what role he's going to have on this defense. They didn't have a lot of sacks, but they still led the NFL in a bunch of defensive categories. We have a few people connecting to Dodge, John, that because D'Amico's from Alabama, they want to say that they want to ask you, does that increase the chances of them taking Bryce Young at quarterback? I think I know the answer to this. I think if Bryce Young's there, they're going to take him. If he's gone, they'll take C.J. Stroud. Maybe he won't, he'll ask Nick Casario trade a pick uh, to get them to swap spots with us, and maybe they'll do that. But, I, you know, he hadn't watched Bryce Young. I had talked to Warren Moon, who's watched Bryce Young since high school. Uh, he came to the Mr. October Celebrity Fundraiser in Florida I covered, and he talked a lot, I'm going to use it in a column at some point, about Young. And everybody, of course, is worried about his size. Can't wait to get to the combine, see how he weighs and measures. But uh, everything Warren was talking about, you'd want him. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, I wouldn't be surprised there's a Alabama coach, maybe a defensive line coach I've talked about, I've heard of. D'Amico might be interested in hmm. off the Alabama staff. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, John, two more here. We'll do these quickly. Um, Joe Q is saying that at one point you had said that Lovey could go 0-17 and he'll still get a second season because they don't want to do two one-and-dones. Obviously, that turned out to not be true. So how many games does D'Amico Ryans have to win this year in order to keep his job for 2024? I said that last year before the season because I thought there's no way they'd be worse than they were. I knew one season under David Cully, yeah. and uh, then they were worse, mainly on offense. So uh, when you have a six-year contract, uh, well, when I say something like that, it has no credibility anymore because I was so wrong on Lovey Smith. So I think D'Amico is going to be around here for a while. I do too, but I, I'll say it, John. I do think he can go 0-17 and he gets invited back for another season. Now I'll let you say that this time. I'm going to say it right now. And Joe Q, if we're having the same conversation next year and we're celebrating them hiring who the hell knows uh, in their fourth coaching search in four years, then you can come at me. Um, last one, John. We've had a few people. Uh, Sean Masala, I'll pull his off the top of the heap here, um, asking about Brandon Cooks. If Cooks is open to staying, um, should Casario and D'Amico be open to it as well? What do you think happens with Brandon Cooks, John? I think if Brandon Cooks meets with D'Amico, he's going to be very fired up. They need receivers anyway, another one. So I'm guessing D'Amico tried to talk him into staying, and I would think, you know, they don't have to trade him. He can no, retire. they don't. That's right. He's under contract. Yep. And he always had a great attitude until he almost got traded to the Cowboys. I wouldn't have any problem whatsoever keeping Brandon Cooks on his team. I'm with you. And I was very critical of Brandon Cooks and the way he handles his business this year, and rightfully so. And I think he's I think he's been exposed as being, at the very least, a little gullible to Jack Easterby's shtick, and at worst, a phony. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> I think I want him to catch footballs. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't need him to babysit my kids or anything like that. I just need him to 
uh, be able to help this offense attack downfield. So I'm I'm all for uh, Brandon Cooks um, making amends with this team and coming back and going and getting another thousand yard season to add to his uh, the back of his football. I card. agree. I'm with you on that. All right, John, what do you got going on on your various platforms? SportsRadio610.com. I've got a column about how the D'Amico stuff came down uh, and how he wanted that job all along. And I'm doing one uh, on uh, – I've got all kinds of videos and a column from my trip to uh, Jim Crane's golf course, the Mr. October fundraiser. has some great interviews with some of the greatest football and baseball players in history, plus – Crane, Reggie Jackson, and a bunch of Astros going back to spring training for eight days. Can't wait. And I have three, four videos coming in which on Monday, I went to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. They made every, took off the tarps, everything I wanted. Christian Lewis, who shot it for me from uh, Gallery Sports. We, the ballpark was empty. It was eerily silent. And we did four videos, including one with me on the pitcher's mound talking about the staff, one of me on first base, talking about the changing of the guard from Yuli to uh, Jose Abreu, and one with me standing by second base, just showing an empty ballpark, talking about the start of spring training on February 15th. And I'm going to write one for Gallery Sports today about D'Amico's offense and defense and what I believe they'll do. Good stuff. Uh, John, always appreciate and enjoy chopping it up with you. And this is a great time to be a Houston Texan fan and look forward to seeing you at the uh, press conference on Thursday afternoon. I look forward to it too.